excited to be together. We're excited to be able to praise God and worship together in this 21 days of prayer. I want to encourage you, 14 days have gone by. If you feel like it's just uh, not even been a blip on your radar, if you feel like you've just coasted through 20, these 21 days of prayer and, and it haven't, they haven't made a difference, it hasn't seemed any different, I would encourage you to slow down and plug into 21 days of prayer. We have seven days left. And listen, the most powerful thing we can do as believers is to pray. It activates our faith. It, for the la last week, we talked about all of these, uh, the things that come from prayer. What prayer does for, if you weren't here last week for Choose Joy, I would encourage you to go back and listen to it. I have had testimony after testimony from people telling me they've turned off the TV. Uh, even this morning, uh, people turning off the TV, not just to turn off the TV, but to listen to more messages, not just from me, but listen, if you type in sermons on, on uh, YouTube and just go listen to people preaching, people that you look up to, people that we've been talking about, if you need some suggestions, I'd love to give them to you. Download the Pray First app. Let's spend time reaching for the things of the Spirit and not for the things of the flesh because God has so much more for us as a church and individual, excuse me, as individuals. And so let's, let's go there together. And let's see God do greater and greater things in us and through us. I want to welcome everybody who's watching online. If you are a guest, if you are brand new to Relate, I just want to say welcome to you. And can we just give them a great big welcome, everybody? Put your hands together. If you're a guest or if you're at home, if this is your home, if you call Relate home, I'm thrilled that you may be in the building, you may be watching online. And um, it means everything to me that we get to be here doing this, regardless of what happens in the world, the threats of um, COVID-19, the threats of, of the next thing or the next thing. We get to worship God together. We get to come together and do great things for the kingdom of God as a group, as a community of believers, as a family. So today we're going to continue with Choose Joy. And I want to just make it very clear, very obvious up front. It is a choice. If you're not feeling joy in your life, then you have not chosen joy. And uh, it's, it's not an easy choice all the time, especially when the challenge, the thing that's stopping you from choosing joy is often our feelings. Because it's not circumstances that stop us from getting to joy. In fact, we see over and over and over and over and over in the Bible, through the Word, with believers that we can have joy in the middle of, dark, of the darkest times of our life if we'll choose it. And the hard part, again, is getting through or past or over our own feelings. And we're not getting over issues. We're still in the middle of the circumstance. But we can have joy in the middle of it. So we're going to have a fun day today with the second installment of Choose Joy, and the next week we're back into uh, the student takeover, and then, of course, at the movies, which everybody's looking forward to, and will be a really awesome time. I say this every week, but I want you to know that we will be finding faith in film, uh, but listen, the most important part of that for us as a church is I'm hoping every week, every, every year when we get to at the movies or something like it, where I'm hoping that someone will come to church that wouldn't come to church otherwise. Maybe they see the film. Maybe they see the movie. Oh, that's my favorite movie. And every year we hear that testimony. We hear somebody say, I only came because I wanted to hear what you had to say about Hamilton. I only came because I wanted to hear what you had to say about superheroes or about whatever the topic may be on a given week. But our hope is to lead people to Jesus through that. So be thinking now. Build a strategy. Let's invite people 
to at the movies because it's it's really a unique opportunity for us to invite people. So back to Choose Joy. Let's jump right in. And I want to show you, uh, last week we talked about prayer as a tool to choosing joy and, and all of the joy that comes out of prayer. This week I want to show you what I think is actually an easier choice. It's an easier choice than prayer. Sometimes prayer is intimidating. Sometimes prayer is overwhelming, like I don't know how to pray, even though we've tried to give you as many resources as possible Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 says to give them the oil of joy for mourning. This is a prophecy about Jesus that the church, that he would offer us an option better than the option we have. So instead of mourning, what we get is the oil of joy. And watch this. The second thing he says is the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Again, two options. You can have the garment of praise or you can have the spirit of heaviness. And I don't know about you, but the spirit of heaviness is, is not the option I would choose. And what, what, what does that mean? It's more than a physical thing. Where It may look like depression. It may look like despair. It may look like this heavy feeling or this dark cloud over my life. But really, it's deeper than that. And it's not just a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. And the option is that, or I can put on... You notice I said put on the garment of praise. The, the illustration, the, the metaphor is it's a garment. It's something that we would put on, right? It's not something that's going to ever fall on you. Well, if I could just get into the right church service, then maybe joy will fall on me. I want you to stop looking at it as something that might just hit you or something you might catch like a virus. This is something you will choose to put on. So it may, it may be not what we feel like. Sometimes I don't feel, I could tell you all the time, sometimes Angela will bring home a shirt, say, hey, I got you a shirt while we were shopping today. And I'll say, I don't feel like that's me. I don't, I don't feel like wearing that. I, I have a shirt hanging in my closet right now that's like, it's uh, a tropical shirt with palm trees. And I look at that shirt Every week I see it in my, I don't feel like where, that's not, that's not today, that's not me, that's not how I feel. And so often I think that's how the garment of praise goes. We know it's there, we can pick it up, you can pick it up right now if you want it, but we just don't feel like it. Or you walk into church service and you say, man, that music is so loud, I gotta sit further away. Or I don't like this song, it's got too many words. Or I, I don't like what they're wearing on the stage, or I don't like the smell of popcorn, or I can't believe you wouldn't like the smell of popcorn, but there are those. <laughs> it's always something, though, right, where our feelings kind of get in the way of putting on the garment of praise. Well, if everything goes just right, maybe, God, I'll put on the garment of praise. Listen, God doesn't need you to put on the garment of praise as much as you need to put on the garment of praise. Because what comes out of that, what we, we've been talking about this for the last few weeks, that choices lead and feelings Follow. Some of y'all got it. Choices lead and feelings follow. That means if I will choose to put on joy, if I'll choose the garment of praise, then joy comes out of that. We're going to move pretty quickly this morning. I got a lot of really, really cool things I want to show you. But a few things about praise first. We praise God for what he has done. Like the things he's done, what he's done for us. There's a clear difference in the, in the scripture. There's a clear difference in practicality on 
between praise and worship. So praise is like, this is the, these are the things God has done. He does miracles. He does signs. He does wonders. And we worship God for who he is. Of, of what an amazing, awesome God he is for doing those things. And they look very different when we do them. They feel very different. And they come from two different places inside of us. Praise is horizontal. Praise is like it exists on this plane between me and you. In fact, when I sing a praise song, I'm just as much singing to you as I am to God. Right? I, I, I want to tell you of the things that God has done. We just sang a song a few minutes ago that said, I thank God. Like, I thank God. He's picked me up, picked me up, turned me around. I'm not telling God, I thank God. He picked, like, the song is not written to God. It's not, it's not a first-person thing where I'm speaking to God. That's more in worship, right? What happens in praise is that it's like going to a pep rally, and I'm clapping, and I'm telling you, God is good. Look what he's done. He turned my life around. He can turn your life around. It's a celebration. It's a proclamation. I want to tell of the good things that God has done. And when we do that, it's like being at a football game and you're cheering. You feel that. It's, it's like it, it, it's almost catchy, but once you join into it, something happens. It's one thing to, to we were at the Astros game not too long ago. By the way, we're, we're getting ready to go back again. But let me tell you this. When, that, when the wave starts coming around the stadium, if you just sit back with your arms crossed, you're missing out on something. You might feel like, well, I don't really feel like doing the wave right now. I don't feel like cheering right now. But something happens when we actually do those things that we choose to step out, and we may not feel like it, but once you're in it, those feelings will follow. Worship, though, is not horizontal. Worship is vertical. Worship is that I'm talking to God. I'm honoring God. I'm worshiping God and giving something. I'm pouring out something to God, not just about God. Here's another thing. Worship is a response and praise is a choice. We think, well, if I feel like, if I felt like praising, I would. Listen, you don't always feel like clapping your hands and jumping up and down. You don't always feel those things. Those, they are it's a choice that we do them. Worship, on the other hand, is an, it's like an outflowing of my love for God. It is like, worship is like a love letter to God. Because I feel like it. God, you are so amazing. Because if I don't feel like it, if it's, if it's not an outpouring, then it's not authentic worship. And so, you, don't get the two confused because... You may be sitting back, well, I just don't like this kind of song because I can tell you that most people prefer worship. In fact, most churches, most of the songs they play on the radio are either contemporary music that are just about, you know, I woke up this morning and then I ate my cereal. I'm just exaggerating a little bit, but it's not so much of a praise song. And then we go from the just laid back in general life songs and then we go right into worship because people are familiar and people are comfortable with worship songs because they're a little bit more laid back and they don't expect anything from me. I don't have to get hyped up. Here's something else. Praise focuses on God and not me. 
in the middle of praise. I'm not, I'm not going to be clapping my hands because I want people to look at me. I'm not going to clap my hand. We live in a selfie generation. And so people are far less likely to want to do anything that draws attention to themselves. And if we think people are looking at us, what are we going to do? We're just going to slowly back up. Don't look at me. But the thing is, I grew up thinking that people were clapping and waving their hands because they wanted everybody to see them. That's not the truth at all. We're doing those things as, as like a gift to God. And I'm going to show you where that's at in Scripture in a minute. And so you might be thinking, Pastor Sean, I can't raise my hands. I can't clap my hands. I didn't grow up doing that. It's so uncomfortable for me. That's why it's a gift. Watch this. Psalms chapter 50, verse 23. Those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. I'm going to show you in a couple more places, but it's an offering. It's, a, it's something that is a sacrifice. It's, a, it's, it's this thing that I don't feel like doing, first of all. But I'm not awake enough to do that, Pastor Sean. Listen, it's not about whether we're awake enough. It's not about whether we feel like doing it or not. It's whether or not we think God deserves it. It's whether or not I think that God is owed this praise, this sacrifice offering. So if I jump up and down, if I clap my hands and wave my hands, it's not because I'm saying, hey, everybody, look at me. It's because I'm saying, God, you deserve the praise. You deserve the honor. And something happens in me when I start to do that. And maybe you're not, maybe you're the person who, for you, this is what praise and worship looks like. I would just encourage you, whatever your, wherever your level of praise is, I'm not asking you to be the craziest person to come to church with your face painted and take your shirt off and jump up and down like you would at a football game. What I'm asking you to do is to acknowledge that praise is and has an expectation where we step up a little bit, where we offer something to God physically. It's, a, it's an action that we take. So what would that action look like for you if in the middle of a praise uh, praise song together, corporate praise, what would that look like for you? Maybe your first step might just be to tap your toe. Maybe it's because sometimes we get locked into this position. Or maybe you have, you, you're the one with the death grip on the chair in front of you. You just got white knuckles because you don't, you don't want to move. Because you were taught that being reverent and still and quiet and don't, don't do anything in church that would be irreverent. When in fact the opposite is true because throughout the Bible we're showing. I'm going to show you some places where what does praise look like, but here's the truth. If you'll just step a little bit out and offer an action of praise to God, joy comes out of that. Like your choice to put on the garment of praise will produce joy. It will produce something inside of you that gets, it's, it's an exchange for the morning. The spirit of heaviness, the spirit of despair, it's an exchange that takes place. When we put on the garment of praise, we move to a different place. Here's another, another um, thing about praise. Praise reminds me of the eternal, not the temporal things. The temporal things are things that they're right here in the physical world. And if I can just put my eyes on the spiritual, on the eternal, on the things of heaven, the things of God... Sometimes we sing praise songs, and, they, and God hasn't shown up yet. 
Sometimes we praise God in the middle of a moment, and we're still in the darkness. We're, st- we're still waiting on God to show up, and because we're praising God out of faith, we sing songs like, uh, He Won't Stop Now, or I'm going to get the victory. Maybe I don't have the victory right now. Maybe I'm really struggling, but something happens in the middle of me saying God's going to show up because he always does. And it begins to change and turn my feelings, and it begins to turn my heart to joy from morning. So we can choose joy. Let me, let's jump into a, uh, a verse today. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 says, we are hard-pressed on every side. Notice the contrast. Notice the comparison that Paul gives us between what's going on around him and yet what's going on inside of him. He said, we're hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. In other words, all these things are happening, but the result inside of me is not what you would expect. He says, I'm struck down, but I'm not destroyed. That's where we should be, because when we are guarded by praise, when we're guarded by joy in our hearts and in our minds, we're able to go through the middle of all of those things of being hard-pressed, and still we don't have the results on the inside that anyone would expect. He says, for our light momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Because my mindset, my, my outlook on life is so different because of what's going on inside of me. It lets me see life from a different perspective. It lets me walk around with a different light on everything I touch, everything I do. Everywhere I go, I, I, I do feel different because I've put on the garment of praise. Because I've done, I'm living in a different place. He says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. That means I'm rooted. I am tied to something stronger than the circumstances around me, whether they last five minutes or five years. The economy could could fall completely apart. The government could fall apart. The world could fall apart. And yet I could still keep my eyes on the thing that is steady and realize that God's with me. Since what we What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal, if you'll realize. That's what 21 days of prayer is about. Like, absolutely, 100%, 21 days of prayer is putting away the things that are temporary and trying to get a hold of the things that are eternal, the things that are heavenly. Turning off the volume, turning off the knob, just turning it off. I don't need the things that are temporary. I need something that's eternal. Something I can stand on and not be shaken. Something that my, I can attach my emotions to that's not going to take me up and drop me. Take me up and drop me. And finally, praise is outward, not inward. You're not going to recess into yourself and just let... It's, it's, sometimes you think, well, I'm praising God on the inside. I used to say that when I was younger. I'm happy on the inside. I can jump around on the inside, but that's not the same thing. I'm I'm expecting a feeling when actually praise is an outward action. It's a thing that we do for God. I'm going to show you in just a minute. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice. Everybody say, a sacrifice of praise. A sacrifice of praise. That's going to be the title of the message today. A sacrifice of praise. Because we don't feel like it. We don't want to. Look at the world around us. 
and we think we should be a reflection of what's going on around us. That's not what I want. I know that's not what you want, but we also don't want to step into something that, no, that, 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 that doesn't real, feel like, right, God, Pastor Sean. That, God, that, does, that's not, that doesn't reflect what's really going on in my life. So we feel like praise is a lie. It's not a lie. It's an action of faith because we're reaching for something eternal. We're reaching for something that is. We're reaching to reflect something eternal and not something that's around us. If I can reflect what God is truly like through my praise, then I'm bringing something eternal into my life. I'm bringing something eternal into the temporal. It's a truly amazing thing that happens. And yet we want to be the stop. We just put a cork on it and say, nah, things are too tough around here. We need to be a little bit more reverent. And so we shut it down. You might be in the middle of your worst day. No, I don't want to do that. I grew up in church where it, I, this was not my church. We didn't do this. I grew up in a church where I knew we were a little bit crazy. I could look around our church and they were waving banners and flags and tambourines. And I can tell you, if you have more than two tambourines in the church... You got to, like, that's like having two different drummers that are drumming on a different beat. But if you got 10 tambourines going at one time, it's a nightmare. I knew we were crazy. And people danced around, and me, all I wanted to do was, I'm not going to be like them. <laughs> I would do this. I'll clap my hands and I'll sway just a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to keep it right here. I'm not doing that crazy stuff. But then I realized that God needs my praise. I need, my, I need to praise God. Because it's a sacrificial choice that makes me something different. I'm going to show it to you in the scripture, Palm Sunday. Luke chapter 19, verse 37. Right at the crest where the Mount of Olives begins its descent, the whole crowd of disciples burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they had witnessed. Blessed is he who comes in, the, in God's he who comes, the king in God's name, all's well in heaven, glory in the high places. So the people are praising God. They're, they're acting crazy. They're, they are over the moon because Jesus is coming into the city. And watch what the religious people do. Some Pharisees, that's a word for the religious people, the, the Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, get your disciples under control. We don't act like that. That's not how we do it. That's not the, the godly way to act. And the same argument that we have right now as to what's appropriate in church and what's not appropriate in church is the same argument that they were having on the street. Well, godly people don't do those kinds of things. But he said what? He said, Jesus told them if, the, if they keep quiet, the stones would do it for them. Shouting praise. If we don't praise God, then the stones will. So for the rest of my time, I want to show you what our praise should look like. What your praise should look like. Because we, I, want my, I want my praise and I want my worship. I want my life to be biblical. I want to reflect what is eternal, reflect what is God's will for my life. So some of you may know this or not. We don't usually spend a lot of time going through Greek and Hebrew words. Occasionally, I'll show you one or two. Today, I want to look like this morning. We looked at a Hebrew word, gyra. That God provides. So I, I want us to look today at the Greek words 
for praise. And you probably don't know this, but the, the Greek alphabet, the Greek language is much bigger than the English language. So if you have words, like in English we might say love, but in the Greek there are many words for love. Like agape, that's a go- that is godly love. Like uh, never-ending love. Or there's another word besides agape. There's eros, which is where we get the word erotic. And you know what that means. There's the word phileo, which is a brotherly love, where we get Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. The, the Greek, there are many, many more words because what they're doing is it's not just love. There's all kinds of love. So they're giving specific words to specific kinds of love. There's the storge love. That's... That's like familial, your family love. It's a, a, a love that's unconditional, but in like a parent, it's a family love. So they are all love, but we just say the word love. So praise is the same way. In, in, in the largest book in the Bible, Psalm, we, we see words of praise and words of worship, and we see This word praise used a lot. It says praise God here. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise God uh, all you people. But actually there's a lot of different words being used there. And they just translated them all to praise. So I want us to look at the seven Greek words for praise. And I'm going to go through them pretty quickly in the next 10 or 12 minutes. And you can take notes and write them down. The first one. What should praise look like? Based on the real definition is halal, to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Isn't it amazing that we think, no, 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 no. We're going to praise and we're going to worship God, but we're going to do it in order and we're going to do it reverently. How are you going to do that when it says, this is where we get the word hallelujah. And we think that hallelujah is like, it's almost become like this cowboy word. Well, hallelujah. We don't even know what it means. We just say it because that's what they've been saying for so long. To rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. And God wants us, that's an, that's an outward expression, right? It's something that we give as a sacrifice. When you go to the Astros game or the Rockets game or when you're cheering for your team, you're not doing it like, go team. Someone, I've seen you. <laughs> Watch this, Psalm 35, 18. It says, I will thank you in front of the great assembly. Nobody wants to be up in front of the great assembly. He says, I will thank you in front of the great assembly. Not because I need to be in the front of the great, but because you deserve to be thanked in front of everybody. He says, I will hallel you before all the people. I will foolishly, if I have to. That's hallel. The second one is yada, to acknowledge in public. And if you look a little bit deeper into the definition, definition yada is almost like in public, but it, it, it references also when our hands shoot out. That reminds me of whenever we were in school and they said, hey, anybody know the answer? And you're like, like, it just comes out in front of everybody. You don't care who's looking at you. And so part of praise is the public announcement. 
it's almost, you can't praise God the way that he, with the yada, whenever you're in your prayer closet. You can worship, you can sing, you can say God is good and I'll praise him, but it's not the same as when you're doing it in public. There's an element of praise that requires public. If you're at home right now watching online, there's part of what God wants from you. It requires that we be in a congregation. What would happen if every day I woke up and said, I'm so lucky, so amazed and thrilled to be married to my wife and I have this ring that shows it. But before I leave the house, I want to go ahead and just, babe, I'm going to leave this ring just right here on the kitchen counter. <laughs> of course, I, I have a, a, a suntan line here. <laughs> but that that's kind of defeats the purpose of having a wedding ring. Even Jesus said, if you, if you can't acknowledge me before men, then I won't acknowledge you before God. And I know that's a really harsh statement. That's the truth. He says, I will, I will yada you, O Lord, with all my heart. That changes it a little bit, doesn't it? It's not just the same, I'll praise you, I'll praise you, I'll praise you. Over and over and over again, I will yada you. The third one is Barak, to bless by kneeling or bowing. How many of you, let me ask you, you don't have to raise your hand or even say anything out loud, but how many of you have actually, in praise, you've actually got down on your knees to bless God by kneeling or bowing? We just think that's overly, well, they're just being dramatic. Look at them, they're so dramatic. Does God want some drama? He wants a little bit more from us. If we go deeper in the definition, it's presenting ourselves in humility. That's praise because it actually takes a little bit of humility. It's the opposite of what you think. If you think that it takes, well, if I was more outgoing and if I was more wanting to be in the spotlight, I don't think that's what God wants. Part of praise and part of giving God a public praise is saying it's not about me. David was criticized by his own wife for making a fool of himself and praise for jumping around. Here's a question you can ask yourself. When I leave church today, when you leave church today and you're sitting at lunch, don't ask yourself, how was, how was praise and worship today? How, was, how did the praise service go today? How was the the, the praise songs. No, ask yourself this question. How was my praise? Uh-oh. That's a, that's a totally different question. It's one thing to say what we did together, but we should judge ourselves. We should look at ourselves. Psalm 103 says, praise the Lord. It says, Barak the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Number four. The fourth definition or the fourth kind of praise is zamar. This is making music to God with strings. Making music. And before you say, well, that's probably like a heavenly harp that's just gentle and there's a baby playing it. This is not that. This is a baby angel, like a little 
cherub. Yeah, you know, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's the image that we get of heavenly music. Must be amazing. But watch what Zamar is different than that. It says, Zamar him with the tambourine. Remember what I just said about tambourines? You can just get into it. Don't matter if you're on beat. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. And some of you guys are not into dancing at all. Well, that is so wrong, Pastor Sean. <laughs> Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. What we're talking about is a loud noise. Clamorous. This is a big noise. I don't mind when kids are in church and they're not singing right. I don't know if people are not singing on beat or not clapping on beat. Don't bother me at all. I love the sound of life and the sound of people pouring out anything to God. It might not sound like the person next to you. We should give God the best that we have. But if kids are beating on the chair in front of them, to me, that's a joyful noise. That's, a, that's something that's coming out of the kid. And that's probably more than most of us do. Because what we usually get is this. Oh, that was a good song. I just closed my eyes and tapped my leg. <laughs> I really am not trying to criticize anyone. I'm trying to challenge us to go deeper and step further into what real praise is. Because that's where joy comes from. Number five, Shabbat. To address in a loud tone. To shout and not just be oh, we need to be little church mice. When, the, when your team hits a home run, what are you doing? Shh. <laughs> oh, this is a, probably a better example for those of you who are not sports fans because I know we got a lot of people at Relate who are not sports fans too. At your kid's graduation ceremony when they say, just hold all your applause till the end. That never works. Inevitably, there's going to be some crazy person that hears their kid's name and stands up with an air horn because they just can't hold it back. Watch this, Psalm chapter 63. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you and I will shabak you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hand. That's praise. I will praise you loudly. I will shout. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but when's the last time you shouted for God? Sometimes in the service we, we hear Pastor Jason or, or Stephanie or one of the worship leaders say, Give God a praise. And there, there are lots of shouts. And I know that some people want to shout. You just can't get it and you're like, yep. You just can't, can't bring yourself over that. And I, I'm not calling out anyone individually. I'm saying to us that if there is, I know this personally because I lived there for so long, that there is like this little roadblock in front of you. You'd love to be on the other side of it. You'd love to be on the other side. And you're just, yes. But there's like this little blockade. And there's, it's like there's, there's this little cop in your heart that says, this way is closed. Don't come this way. And you're, you're like, but, but, okay. And we just kind of give up. We yield to it. 
Shabbat. Todah is number six. To lift hands in adoration. This is not just a waving your hands around so people look at you. In fact, the Todah is, is going a little deeper. It's like to lift our hands in ador adoration even for things that haven't been done yet. Especially for things that haven't been done yet. It's almost like we're singing over the circumstances. It's almost like here's the circumstances around me, God. I'm going to lift up my hands and I'm going I'm to honor you in the middle of it. All these things, they belong to you, God. Watch this, Psalm chapter 50. He who offers todah glorifies me and to him that orders his conversation. This is like... Uh, before it happens, before God shows up, we're putting God over those things and ordering our conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God? It's almost right here. He's saying, whoever does this, whoever will praise me in the midst of those circumstances, puts me over them, I'll show up in, them, in those situations and show salvation. And finally, closing with number seven, the Tehillah. And some of you just said, I like that one. The Tehillah, exuberant singing. You might not remember any of the other ones, but that one sounds like something I like. I just found my verse. And you'll like the verse even more. Psalm chapter 30, 34, 1, he says, I will extol the Lord at all times, and his Tehillah will always be on my lips. Uh-oh. <laughs> his, his praise exuberant songs not just with the songs that because there's songs on the screen and we're singing we're reading along maybe it's a song that you make up from your own heart maybe maybe there this is a moment you might have to do this in your car sometimes have you ever tried in the middle of worship service we turn up the music loud enough so that no one can hear you you don't even have to sing the words that are on the on the screen it's a different kind of praise when you're just exuberantly just the song out of your heart. Psalm 22 says this, you are, but you are holy, enthroned on the Tehillah of Israel. King James Version says he inhabits the praises of his people. So it's almost like when we give that praise, when it's coming out of us and we're exuberantly singing to God, he lives in that. God likes praise. God likes shouting. God likes singing. God likes clapping and dancing. And so do you and so do I. We just get to a place where we're so comfortable, uncomfortable, and, and awkward with it that we just don't know, how to, we don't know how to live that life of praise. Write this down. The only part of life that we can control is our reaction. Things don't always go the way we want them to. Things don't always happen in the government or in, in the economy or in our family even the way that we want them to. They don't always happen exactly like we'd like to or like we'd order them to happen. But what, what we do have is the promise that praise changes things. We do have the, the promise that I can have joy in the middle of it. One of the greatest tools, one of the greatest things that you can use in your life to bring joy and to step out of mourning to step out of the spirit of heaviness is the power of praise. 
And so for your final answer on your, on your notes, if you don't know this one, you need to go back and listen to the last couple of weeks. Just choose joy. Inside yourself, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to let the rest of this summer, I'm going to let the rest of 2021 be full of joy. No matter what comes, no, no matter what downturn happens, no matter what things trend towards, no matter what happens in the news, if I want to just turn off the news, I'm going to have joy. In a few minutes, we'll close with a song of joy and a song of praise. And my challenge would be, put your, clap your hands. Let's sing. Let's, let's exuberantly praise God. I want to pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I just ask that right now, God, in the middle of every situation that, that exists in this room and those who are watching online, God, that you would help us to walk in praise, that you would help us to choose joy, that you would help us to trade mourning for joy, that you would help us to trade the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. We want to praise you like you want to be praised. We want to use all seven of those different ways to praise. We want, we want them to be in us. You would use our hands and our feet and our dance and our song and our shouts and our bow, our bowing, God, would honor you. Right now, I speak to the spirit of heaviness. I speak to the spirit of despair, the spirit of darkness that has been hovering over or plaguing, oppressing your people. In the name of Jesus, let go of God's people. We receive joy in the name of Jesus. We receive the, the garment of praise. And God, today we just honor you and we praise you with everything that is in us. We'll use your word as an example and a template to follow as we walk out the rest of these 21 days of prayer and into the rest of this year, God, that this time belongs to you. In Jesus' name, give us joy. Amen. And now I want to pray with somebody watching online or somebody here in the room that you feel far from God. You feel like you're separated from God. He's given us the answer to that, and it's very simple. It's, a, it's an act of surrender. Just like praise is an act of humility and a sacrifice, salvation and becoming close to God is just an act of surrender where you say, okay, God, I give up. You can have my life. You can have your way in my life. Take control. Take charge. And he does. He steps right in. He, he begins to move into our lives and he brings life with him. He brings the life that only he can give us. So when I surrender my life, whenever I give away my life to God, I also get in return, I get God's unconditional love. I get his grace. I get his mercy. And I get the supernatural peace and joy. Peace that surpasses all of my understanding to why do I feel peaceful in the middle of this? It's because there's a different life inside of me. So if that's you today and you're ready to surrender your life to Him, would you say these words with me and let's pray together. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Would you repeat these words with me? Jesus, today I give you my life. 
Today I want to trade my mourning for joy. I want to trade my sadness and my brokenness for healing. Come into my life and save me. Make me whole and make me new. Forgive me of my sin and wash me white as snow. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together and welcome all those who said that prayer for the first time into the family of God. Pastor Susan's going to come and share a few more things with us. And then we're going to praise God. The band's going to play. The worship team's going to sing. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that a great hallelujah from Pastor Sean? That was so good. Replay, please. If you said that prayer today, we are excited. Right, church? We are excited. When one says yes, all of heaven rejoices. And if you were that one today, when you leave, we have a special gift that we want to put in your hands right outside that door. Uh, we are going to go into a time of giving our offering. There are ways to give on the, on the screen behind me, or we will have an usher out there with a bucket. But if you are a guest today, no pressure. This is for our regular members. This is the way we worship. This is the way we give to our community, and we give back to God. Amen? I'm going to pray over that offering, and then I'm going to invite you all to stand up with me because we can praise our way out of here today. Amen? Lord God, we give you these tithes. We give you these offerings, Father, that you take them, that you work them, Father. You work in us, through us, around us, Father, so that we can reach more people for your kingdom through our giving back to you, which is yours in the first place, Father. We give you all thanks. We give you all praise in Jesus' name. Stand up. Let's worship. Let's worship. 